1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Little Woman podcast. I want to give a shout out to Kimberly for this very insightful comment about Marmee's character. We often discuss how Laurie and Joe shippers injure their favorite characters' arcs as well as Amy's too, but Marmee also, more subtly, suffers from this blasphemy as well. An important scene between Book Joe and Marmee is omitted, and Marmee's role as a wise confidant gets appended by this omission. It is Marmee who agrees with Joe's own assertion of Joe's and Laurie's relationship and encourages her trip to New York. Mrs. Kirk is even a friend of Marmee's, without whom Joe wouldn't have otherwise found such easy employment that far away from home. Marmee loses important credibility in the film versions where Laurie is concerned. Jo would never be advised to act against her judgment and understanding of her own nature. Marmee is as much of a mother figure to Laurie as Jo is, and is as privy to his follies as she is to her own daughter's character flaws. She does not only speak of her awareness of their incompatibility, but actively assists Jo in her plan to discourage Laurie's affections. I have often wondered why Joe never said anything about her mother as her champion when Laurie says that their families expect their union. But Joe stands on her own two feet, taking responsibility for her own feelings and insight, and that makes her even more of an endearing and capable person in the face of a personal choice, despite heartache. End quote. Thank you, Kimberly. That was very well written. When Laurie proposes, he says to Joe that everyone in their families is expecting that. That is not quite true, because I don't think Joe's parents really expect Joe to marry Laurie. In this episode, my guest Sinem and I will be reading chapter surprises from Little Woman and analyze it. This chapter takes place after Beth has passed away. Laurie and Amy are married. And Jo is experiencing an emotional crisis due to the loss of pet, but she also envies her sister's marriages when she sees them happy and flourishing. A lot of this comes from Louisa May Alcott's personal life. She has multiple diary markings where she writes about similar experiences. In Little Woman when Jo is feeling all these deep emotions, she misses Fredrik a great deal. Cinnamon and I will be also discussing about Joe March and not like the other girls' trope. A lot of my listeners have asked me to make more episodes about this topic, how Joe is like a pick-me-up girl, and especially part one of Little Woman, not like the other girl's girl, who kind of puts other women down. She eventually becomes more of a feminist character, That that is... Thanks to Fredrik and Marmy and other people in Joe's life. And it also has a lot to do with her personal growth to become more of an intersectional feminist. Before entering the podcast, I wanted to let you all know that A Little Woman Podcast now has merchandise available at society6.com slash Podcast. There you will find stickers, posters, mugs and t-shirts. To fulfill all your little woman needs. And season one of the Little Woman podcast has also appeared as an audiobook. You can find the link in the description. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Podcasting Little Woman. This is Small Umbrella in the Rain, the Little Woman podcast, Joe March, and not like the other girls, Trump. This is what why Predict's character is so important because he and I think Marmy and also Meg and then Amy they also have this good influence on Joe because they show that well it's not weakness to feel empathy, that it's actually a strength. I mean there are some scenes in the book where Joe is like she doesn't want to show people that she cries or that she feels sadness because she thinks that it makes her look weak in the eyes of others. And that is toxic masculinity. Top character, like, flying every week, I had
0: to, uh, admit, and was part of how I saw myself, like, I would never allow myself to cry because of others. I kind of destroyed myself, so that, that was dead, like, it was not good. And not to say i recovered from it now, but I think it is... So important that he leaves out all of his feelings, not just the ones that are, seen, that are seen right because they're
1: more vascular. I think that's a, a big problem in our culture, that women who are this kind of type are idealized for not being quote-unquote weak. There's nothing weak about being able to show emotion and feel sympathy to others. That's true for people we accept the fact and kind of support the fact
0: that Joe bullies kind of Amy for being for feminine. Yes. She's like blah blah. And they're like well yes Amy deserves that Amy is feminine. I think what is also wrong is that they think that Amy dislikes Joe but that's not the case because I think it's falls. It is Amy is like if only you would try to be a bit more open. and I'm So cold towards everyone I would like you more because there's so much more to include in the and I think
1: that's a great compliment. I think from all the sisters Jo was actually the most insecure about herself because in chapter calls there's the moment when one of the ladies gives her compliments about her novel and Jo is like, nah it was nothing and she kind of makes mockery of her story at the lady who is giving her compliments and it's kind of sad.
0: In that chapter
1: where please don't be one or something like that. And it's funny because fully,
0: him that like it's like she is not a reformer. Like she shows that side to her, to the society and all that stuff. And she gets what she wants. Still, she gets to her goals, and Joe gets so goals and kind of differently. But she learns to respect the way of her sister, of all of the sisters. Then she kind of embraces her being. More feminine and more shabby because that is actually also part of it. Joe only covers it with toxic masculinity because she afraid people will laugh or judge her for that. It is also very embracing that she that she does like being feminine because it is important. It's also feminist. It's
1: very important and it showcases that people can improve. In Joe's voice, Joe is more of a feminist. But I think also in Little Man, there are some moments when she kind of belittles her female students and prefers the male students. It, this is a complicated matter because we know that Louisa Mel really loved boys, but then she also grew, apparently, same as Joe, to appreciate women a lot more. I think also, like, what it's like often is that
0: most people, People view feminists as those who only want to educate women, but I also think it's very nice that we have to love boys because I think on making the world more open minded and also to be more feminist society, we also need to educate the boys so that they also can respect women. I also think that that it's very good that Joe educates her boys.
1: In a very good manner. It's also because she has this bad experience with Laurie. She wants that her boys, the boys that she's teaching, are going to be gentlemen and treat women with more respect. I remember you mentioned the scene in Joel's boys where she lectures these young men that when they are flirting with girls that they need to be more respectful. And that's directly the result of her own experience with Laurie.
0: It also shows that Joe is very courageous because and how much he has actually because I don't think that where if she right I don't think that Joe March in book one would or part one would to the students instead treat this person with more respect. I think she would have said, Well if this woman should not have been on such issue and all that stuff I also said one fact that for me Joe March isn't a feminist. She is more like a person, like this, um, not like other girls, which normally people hate, but enjoy the they kind of love it, which is weird. And uh, Joe Bear is a feminist, and Swedish has a very much, very big
1: influence on your girl. I think that's really like a trap within feminism, because I know a lot of people who I consider to be feminists, but they don't like to call themselves as feminists because feminism has such a bad reputation. Because it's like you said, that has a lot of feminists behave that is actually very misogynistic. Same way as Joe often treats Amy. Because feminism it really should be about creating equality to everyone, not just women to be better than men, but often it unfortunately turns out to be women being bitched to other women. That's very true. What also bothers me
0: is that many people don't really like Amy and back and Beth because they're much more feminine. They're like, okay, Beth like it. maybe they are like at times she's insufferable. But I think the most of them hate I think the most hated characters understand it. It's kind of weird because it's like because she stole still retreat, etc. She stole Lori. As they call it, she destroyed Joe's book, which to that Okay, but that wasn't a nice thing to you at all. But I don't think the reason why I it. I don't think it's a good thing either. Because if you say men's playing for, but then when Joe mocks Amy and all that stuff, these people are like, well, yes, Amy gets it. She's selfish and all that stuff. And I'm just like, wait, a minute. did you just say that for a woman to be kind of against another woman is a good thing, but if a
1: man?" This opinion it's viewed as mansplaining? It's very pure. It is, and nobody speaks about that because in a Little Woman, when Amy burns Joe's book, Joe has been bullying her for months in a row. It's clearly explained in the book how angry Amy feels about it. It has nothing to do with Laurie taking Joe to theater, it has everything to do with Joe being a bully. But people don't speak about it, they justify it because Amy is such a feminine girl and they want to tease the feminine girl. There's a passage where I think it states that she was afraid that she wouldn't know anymore by any because of this. Day. So
0: I always thought that it was like she loved herself very much because she was afraid that nobody would love her. That was like her witch witch, sure, well, I do
1: still love myself, to so it Louisa May Algot and May Algot, they had a very complicated relationship, especially when they were children, because Louisa envied May in a lot of ways because she was younger and I don't. it was very weird when she says that, oh, May gets everything so easily, which was not the case always. I don't think people speak enough about Joe's jealousy to Amy or Louisa's jealousy to May because I don't, I don't think her. Being a bully is really enough spawning in the little woman community. But the weird thing for me is
0: like I can understand jealousy in general. I also had that at what I was like my sister is more loved by my mother, but of course, which is very stupid, but it's weird that people who understand your jealousy still are think most of them are like well Amy is a bad person when at the point of there was jealousy and her growth to respect her sister more. With thus, she also respects herself more because I think jealousy is also a very big part of insecurity. The whole part is around
1: her being more confident with who she truly is. And I think one of the problems is that people treat it like they are arguing over Lori, which never happens in the book. And it feels really uncanny because unfortunately a lot of the movies make it seem that way. Like the 2019 film, you don't have Laurie's growth or him harassing Joe and then Joe wanting Laurie back with that letter. Yes, you can see that as Amy and Joe arguing over Laurie in 1949 film in the end of the movie. When Laurie introduces Amy to Joe, it scene ends it. Laurie staring at Joe like he's still in love with her 1994 film. <laughs> it doesn't explain the reason why Joe doesn't get to go to Europe. And Joe is just like, oh, I get to go to Europe now. And Amy's like, no. And March decided to take me. And that happens right after Joe has rejected Laurie. And that proposal is very much romanticized. I also think that many people don't know Read that chapter calls. They Are Like Well, Joe deserves the trip, but I
0: think it's very important to out because for them it's like she has spoke, in, fact in a feminist way to her aunt. For me, that isn't true because, first of all, she's remitting French, the language of France. Because I mean, if she goes to Europe, then she, of course, is also going to work. So, why would you just ruin your often? chance of going to the trip. If you don't like the language. What people perceive as feminine is that Joe is like, well, female labour, female work. And like, Jo does not see them as, like, it's not like she wishes women
1: to have more work or something. She's like, well, it's women's job anyway. That kind of reminds me of that moment that you spoke about in chapter 3 when she says that women are just nurses and something like that, why not have girls at play like to play nurses, yes, and that's kind of same what what she does in the chapter calls, like she belittles women's work, she belittles what is expected from women at the time. I think it's kind of same when she and she sort of criticizes all these high-class social events that Maggie's interested from. But I always thought that maybe it's because she herself would like to know what that is like, because people kind of see Joe as not very pretty or not very attractive, and maybe sometimes a bit scary. Well, then welcome somebody like Swedish because Joe, while well, she might seem
0: like to work for me she's more like because, like, she had the community of her mother, of like of family and Lori, the only one. She grows the companionship with the actually Swedish explorers, Have many, really many friends, and Joe just feels comfortable with going into crowds and talking to many people. So I think it's very important because British embraces who she is
1: completely. She also lets her discover herself, but he doesn't want her to anything. We had this discussion in Tambor some um, time ago that. Why people think that choice is very adventurous because when she is in New York, she doesn't really go and seek these fun events that there might be. She wants to hang up with Frederick all the time. <laughs> because she criticise the sensational so story, which she even called,
0: called trash, which is why she even thought calls kind of trash all the time. Yes. Um, when she stops writing the... Because she doesn't wanna sell her own world and then he, she can't find publishers wouldn't not do not want to publish her story anymore because they are what the public demands. Then because she can't feel right, she spends things out to treat fish all the time and I also not that She teaches German. I think that it's also something that very much
1: connected these two even more. It's so funny because when Joe is in New York and people are like, "Why would she be attracted to that old German? He's 39, so he's not old, at least in today's standards." But when Joe is in New York, she literally moves the couch, rearranges her seat, so she can look at him all day long. I remember somebody once commented on, on some of my posts that, "Well, Amy was horrible. She only cared about the money and she didn't care at all about her family." And I literally had to, like, add a snapshot from the book, from the scene, where Amy says that Joe won't marry well, Meg didn't, Beth won't, so I am the only choice. I need to marry well so I can provide for our family.
0: It is actually also very
1: sad, just the fact that, like, when people read this book,
0: they are, like, Joe, then I the notion of the trailer, and, like, Amy, the gold ticker, and I'm just like, well... Technically speaking, if she had stated that bond she would have been a gold figure, she was all together with him because he had so much money. It's also important to note that you were also, I think, a quora. Somebody, you said, stated that Laurie directed Joe many times that he is Amy very, very much like he is all dressing in the cockpit very much respects her. I think in later in the late chapter maybe Lawrence he's also kind of disappointed that she is like yeah I have to stop painting." He's disappointed but with Joe he's like you don't need to write and am and all that stuff but when
1: he says I don't want to pay anymore he's disappointed. It also shows that how bad this couple dynamics between joe and laurie was because they never seemed to have been equals only when they were in this brother dynamics when they were younger but even then there were these moments when joe was like petting him and calling him her boy so there's also always this either fraternal or maternal relationship between them but then he treats amy as his equal Thank you, respect, Bobro. Especially shows in chapter 19, like the Amy's
0: World chapter. What's Amy? It's Penny. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com No purchase Forward, in the bylaw. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In the hall, stay in the hall of on March. I think any state will once to... Scribble his name on the paper. I think Joe only he would have laughed at that and said, Why would well, that
1: stupid thing? But to Amy, that kept he listens to how she feels and he tries to care about her. With Joe and Maury, it was also because they fed each other with these not so healthy ideas that also made this relationship not working. That's why people are claiming it.
0: John and Laurie thing together, and the fact that Laurie fought Joe in that way, and uh, uh, what sort of fan Laurie and Amy, I forgot the name of the fan fiction, but the comment on it said that the way Fred Ball in the novel perceived Amy was kind of the same Laurie could with Joe because it wasn't, first of all, an idealized version of who these women were, and it wasn't the truth of how they were because. Like she was very much wanted to get to that she would have never loved Glory. She would have petted him the way he wanted to, after a while. because sure, she would start getting sick of his attention, seeking Fred for proceed. Well, no, not late in all of this, which of course she is, but she also didn't the character,
1: besides being only kind of like a doll. I read once that Joan was from England, and I started to think that Maybe he came from England with his family, or maybe his family was from England and he was born in America. I don't know. I need to check that. All-generated couple is John and me,
0: the main sister trio couple. But I have to say, how they are portrayed in the novel. And funny thing, is that like any test kind of fossil of John's? is like, could you look Margaret. Also, he's also like, could you make a place in your heart for dear old Friedrich Could you love me? And it's not like you have to love me, or it's also not like because unless you have, you have to me. It's like like you too. even though John may seem a bit like an kind of he's just really so desperate because
1: he loves me so much. I don't think he was forceful at all. I think it was because he knew that there was this expectation that makes it marry a rich man, so he wanted to just to tell her how he thought about her. If I would ask
0: her whether she could, then maybe I'm going to lose, or maybe I'm going to lose the life I dream about. Her. Because I think Fergus and would have joined I think they kind of planned their their lives together with the women they love. Laurie. It's a much more complicated one. I don't know whether he imagined sure
1: with Amy, but it is very clear that the those two like communicate without
0: talking.
1: I think he didn't really imagine future with Amy, but that I think it's really part of his growth process because in the chapter when he is in Vienna and he conjures the dream woman and it begins to look like Amy First, it was supposed to be Joe, but Joe never fit into his mind <laughs> when the three women appeared. But like, I think it really shows his growth process because in the chapter, he actually goes to church when he realized that, oh, I'm not going to be a humbug any longer. So he goes to church and I realized that, well, I think this is actually some kind of discussion that he's going through within, him, within himself that... Who he really should be with. And then he goes yeah. to see Amy. And never in any adaptations. The Vienna and the Tree Woman. It's kind of bugs me. Because I love that. Because it shows such a great growth. From his part. When I did the episode about that chapter. I didn't mention the church. Because I sadly forgot it. But now I will mention it. Because I think that's such a. Big thing that he. You know, he goes to work for his grandfather. He doesn't stop making music. He just stops to think that he's the best musician in the world. It's really such a huge thing for him because he starts to think that Joe and Amy are not these dream people, dream princesses that he's just going to save. Because I felt that throughout the novel, until to that point, he had had these very idealized dreams about just some random woman that he is going to save with his money. Which is so unrealistic when you think about Joe and Amy because neither, neither one of them must be seen like that. But, yeah. What I also love
0: in The other the reason why I novel is that the characters and end with no archetype when they fall in love with the protagonist. The funny thing is, they are already very much mature from the beginning Then. Laurie or Latin stuff kind of archetypes, but they do have so maybe kind of space of maturity. They have to grow up themselves. And they work, so sorry, and Christy criticizes even chapter 4 it was. She criticizes that Jane Eyre, or Jane Eyre, I don't know how to pronounce it, that Jane is the one who transforms it, changes Rochester trust. also I think that they believe that men should change themselves and not let women do the job because that, first of all, that is again toxic and second of all everybody is responsible for themselves. So I think it's very important that the Henry David Thoreau kind of architects already have this maturity but they can still learn that. Like for example Swedish, it English, which I think also is just he had a life of joy.
1: That is so true. I will invite you back to this podcast at some point to talk about work because that's a really good novel. And if somebody doesn't know, uh, work is the last book that Louisa Alcott wrote. Yes. It's also based on her experiences as
0: a seamstress, as an actress, companion like kind of all the jobs she did. Except for there is not a chapter about her being an author, but it is also a very good novel. And for anybody who wants, wants to read it, wants to read a novel of women that is kid women, you really should read it. But where there are some parts that are heavy and thin, how they make you feel, and trigger warning if, if anybody like doesn't like the mention of suicide or something. Then maybe you shouldn't read that book
1: because there is some part where Christie feels like it, and I think that actually is based on Wyssman Alk's own experiences because of her illness and then Henry passing away. Yeah. For me, what is
0: also very interesting is that Christie has the same free-spirited, energetic character that Joe has, but they are still
1: not the same character. Yeah, I found Christy more mature than Joe and more pragmatic. And she's incredibly realistic. I think Joe is sometimes uh head in the clouds, but Christy tends to be more realistic and way more grounded.
0: Maybe also helps Joe very much of that.
1: Yes. If you are like Cinnamonite and if you're kind of obsessed with Louis and Michael and Henry David Thoreau, then we're, it's a very good book to read. Then you also have Letty, sister. I just love that passage
0: when he's like going around the house singing songs and under something is so cute. There's also some kind of a parallel between the relationship of Christy and Letty. Christy because at first they are like Letty and David are I wouldn't say rightful, but they try to be a to mm-hmm. And when they grow up to know Christy more, they both all have up to her very fast and they show for true nature. What I also think very cute is that one passage where Kitty, that person, is there and Dave Fox was one that says, Mother, I cannot ask for any woman stuff until I am worthy of it. Like, he still hasn't forgiven himself and he still
1: doesn't want to force himself upon Christy
0: because he doesn't think he's worthy of her.
1: That's such a and feeling thing. Yeah, definitely. The Woman Chapter 43 Surprises Jo was all alone, in the twilight, lying on the old sofa, looking at the fire and thinking. It was her favorite way of spending the hour of dusk. No one disturbed her, and she used to lie there on Bed's little red pillow, planning stories, dreaming dreams, or thinking tender thoughts of the sister who never seemed far away. Her face looked tired grave, and rather sad, for tomorrow was her birthday, and she was thinking how fast the years went by, how old she was getting, and how little she seemed to have accomplished. Almost twenty-five, and nothing to show for it. Jo was mistaken in that there was a good deal to show, and by and by she saw, and was grateful for it. So Jo is twenty-five at this point, but has just passed away. She has returned from New York and Laurie has been in Europe with Amy. An old maid, that's what I'd be. A t- literary spinster, to pen for a spouse,
0: a family of stories for children. In 20 years, hence a morsel of faith. Perhaps, would like poor John's old and quite enjoyed, solitary a kind independent, and thought he Well, I need to be a, third, say you're a selfish sinner. In her day's all old are very comfortable. When they get used to it. But there's your side. As if the prophet was not inviting. Mm. I think it's also very important. Because it showcases that she doesn't feel
1: comfortable. being allowed to be allowed. Yes. I was doing some math yesterday. This was written one year after. Louisa May Albert had had her encounter with Ladislas. And five years after Henry had passed away. And I think she was 33 or 34 when she wrote this. And Joyce obviously here 25, so she's a lot younger. But I think this is actually Louisa May Alcott writing about herself, this entire chapter. I just wanted to pay attention to these things that she says. I'm old and can't enjoy it. Solitary and can't share it. Independent and don't need it. And this is so funny to me because people are like, oh, Jo wanted to be solitary. Jo wanted to be independent. And Jo wanted to be old and enjoy it. But then here, Jo says that she doesn't want any of these things. She really
0: kind of suffers very much from the fact that she is the only and that Richard isn't by her side. It's also very sad.
1: Yes. I was reading this yesterday and I was thinking, this is a really ch- sad chapter. This is more sad than I remembered. But that's because now I know all these stories behind it. But yes, everyone. Joe does want to be in a relationship. At first,
0: 30 seems to end of all things to 25. But it's not as bad as it looks. One can get, can get on quite happily. and follow something in oneself for a backup one. At 25, girls begin to talk about being old mates, But secretly resolve that they never will. At 30... They say nothing about it, but quietly accept the things. world console themselves by remembering that they have twenty more useful, happy years in which they might make the learning for all gracefully. Don't laugh at the spinsters, dear girls, for often they and their tragic romances are hidden away in the hearts they picture quietly under the sober grounds and many silent sacrifices of youth, health. A make faded faithless beautiful in God's sight.
1: This part of tragical romance has always made me wonder if she did have a fair a Henry David Thoreau, but we don't know. And then she speaks about these things that she has sacrificed. So to me this is no longer about show, this is Louisa Mayalb's self monologue. Even the sad sour sisters should
0: be kindly dealt with, just to have missed the sweetest part of life. If for no other reason, and looking at them with compassion, not content, Girls in the village shoe will black, that they too may miss the blue blossom tag, that rosy cheeks don't last forever, that silver threads will come in the bonny brown chair, that by by kindness and respect will be as sweet as love and admiration now. Gentlemen, which means boys, be courteous to all plates, no matter how poor and plain and trim, for the old. Each of the week, what values is that which is the to pay deference to the old, protective hero, and self-mother type, regardless of rank, age, or color. Just recollect the good odds have not only lectured and fought, but nursed and petted you off The scrapes that I, they have helped you out of, the tips they have given you, the small store, the stitches they've faced or fingers have set for you steps the winning or feet of taken. I gratefully pay the dear old lady student attention when women the to receive as long as they live. It is important, I think. Because it it is kind of like Louisa that says to the kind of critiques the society that is unfair to what spinsters or to people who haven't married or something. Because they are people as well and they do the self respect. Not only from men, but also from women, because mostly women who are married are more likely to be against people who have been married.
1: Yes, and in the 19th century, if you were a spinster, it was a big stigma on you. And also, I think people kind of misread this nowadays, because when this book was written, most marriages were made because of money. And Louisa May Alcott, she saw so many marriages that were made because of money and that were very unhappy. Like, for example, Emerson and his second wife, they were not very happy. In this book, in Little Woman, Louisa May Alcott obviously encourages people to marry for love. And if they can't find someone to marry, they need to try to make it work somehow. But they don't want their pity. One of the reasons why, obviously, she... Did not marry was because she was in love with Henry and Henry died. And you cannot marry Laddie because he was so young and immature. But I think there had been options for her to marry someone rich if she wanted to, or someone else if she wanted to. But I think Louisa Melk wanted to marry for love and not for money. She did not let herself get oppressed by the way society worked. That is also very important. Obviously, she was not very happy to be alone because when I read her journals, and you have also read her journals, she was incredibly lonely. And I think that whole part of her wanting to reunite with her lover in the next life, because I'm not a very religious person, I think it, yeah, I think it was more of maybe something that she believed that was actually going to happen to her. And it brought her comfort. Because I think here she says that many silent sacrifices of youth, health, ambition, love itself. She has had this very unhappy life. To to us in modern times, it might seem quite exciting that she was this writer in this era that we might consider exciting. But obviously, she was very ill. She did struggle with her family and had this we don't know what kind of relationship she had with this man, but tragical romances, apparently. I think there was a lot more in Luisa than this pop culture idea of her, that we are being represented by people like Renna Gerwig. Yeah, I agree. What's also very important is that if you
0: also look at Jo as a character, she wanted to be oratres just as kind of like all the time. She didn't want to be marry because family would have been diminished by one. And I think that is also very important because
1: she didn't want to be alone even then. And I know that when Hannah got married, John Pratt, Louisa had lost her sister Lizzie just a month before that. Anna was going to get married and May was planning to move abroad and Lizzie had died. So... She must have felt very alone that all her sisters were leaving her. And then Henry had died a couple years earlier, so she had lost her best friend. But yeah, it's sad. This is a very sad chapter, at least this beginning. Yeah, of course, hope. Thankfully, it's more hopeful. I, I don't know
0: what will happen to me, but I think when, I, when I'm older, I probably am going to relate to the joke even more. Because to a be Still now at my age, which is not very much, nice, but I still don't want to be alone. So I can see how Joe must feel,
1: especially because somebody from a family, she do very much, has passed away. I agree. I think especially now that my sister became ill last year, it really made me think a lot more about my life and what kind of life I want to live. These kind of events, they really make you think things a lot deeper. People don't know it if they don't experience it. Indeed, you try to live your life to the
0: fullest because you don't know what is ever going to happen to you.
1: I have this quote from Louisa May Alcott that she wrote to her journal when May had married. Happy letters from May, who is enjoying life as one can, but once. And then with a sudden vision of her own lonely lot she exclaims how different our lives are just now. I'm so lonely and sick and she's so happy and blessed. She always had the cream of things and deserved it. My time is yet to come somewhere else when I am ready for it. So here we get once again the wish fulfillment. But I was thinking about this. Even May out to side part, I think Louisa still envied her sister because her sister got married. And had a child for a moment. Yeah. Yes, and I think she even says here, these spinsters that she speak speak about, they have missed the sweetest part of life. Sorry, everyone, for making this very sad for you.
0: If you don't find somebody you love like this, remember to always love and respect yourself, because it is going to make you happy.
1: Thank you so much for listening. Sinema and I continue our discussion on the next episode. Take care and make good choices. Bye.
0: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
0: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.